Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. As promised, right now we kick things off talking NFL on a busy Sunday, as always, with Mike Sando, who covers the league for The Athletic. Mike, it's Andrew. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks so much for getting up with us. Um, wanted to begin with you where I began the show, Ron Rivera, Brandon Staley, do either one of them have their job when we get to week one next season? Uh, I would say no. I think Staley has an outside chance because the leadership there has the, the GM, I believe has hired three head coaches already. So, and they have not been a team that swings big for coaches. Everyone wants to say Sean Payton or Bill Belichick. They don't operate that way. So I would say there's somewhat of a chance that they uh, would bring him back. But it didn't look good after yesterday. I thought he got sort of lost it a little bit, you know, saying I'm not talking to the fan base. It had all the signs of, of not coming back. But that's a little bit of a different place. Yeah, that's what I said, too. I, I It feels like in Washington, new owner – would want to put a stamp on things. It makes sense that Rivera would be out, but I had no read on the LA situation and the charges and what they would want to do with Staley. Yeah. uh, You know, they do have Kellen Moore on the staff. So if they wanted to give a look at somebody else, they could, but they also don't have a bunch of veteran guys on there. So if you're going to make an in-season move, I don't know that there's an obvious person that would take over besides Kellen Moore. I've always thought in the back of my mind, if it got too bad, they could do that and just check him out. But I don't know that it would make them better down the stretch, right? Uh, just in terms of being able to make whatever they can make out of their defense, which he, has really been a disappointment. Yeah, no doubt. But And I, I said this too, you know, he doesn't changing head coaches doesn't fix everything about them because they are the Chargers. So I feel like they'd have just a different string of issues. They just can't get out of their own way for the most part. But, um, I mean, it is a fair assessment that they're wasting Justin Herbert right now, correct? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, their their defense is is just not good. It hasn't been good the whole time. And I really feel like you know, not just reading between the lines, but watching their uh, team, that they just really botched the secondary. You know, and you can see that through the attempt to get J.C. Jackson, who they you know ended up being a disaster. And right, apologizing for right. Yeah, apologizing for it. So, and you could see Brandon Staley up there, uh, you know, talking about how again they just can't get it together in their coverage. Well, that's what he was hired for. He was known as having good coverage schemes. I don't know that he suddenly has horrific uh, coverage schemes. I, I think that they have some issues at the cornerback position that are really making it difficult for them. 
then the separate issue is, you know, Brandon Staley as a head coach of the team, right? Mm-hmm. I think we've seen some ups and downs there and, and some some downs more recently in trying to, to deal with all this stuff. It's not easy. On the coordinator level in Pittsburgh, it's another day where we're wondering about the Steeler offense and can you pick it and Matt Canada. Does does any change matter there at this point or is it too late? Uh I would be surprised if Mike Tomlin did that in season. I've been kind of disappointed in the handling of the offensive coordinator position there over most of the last five, six, seven, eight years. If you go back, they had Bruce Arians. They had Ken Wisenhunt, right? They had Todd Haley. They had real guys who were good enough at being coordinator that somebody hired him as a head coach, right? And I just feel like down the last few years, it hasn't been that way. And so I don't know if you can – change it up during the season and make a big difference. Who else do they have on that offensive staff? I feel like it's more likely there'd be a change after the year. And I do think it could help. Is that all on Tomlin for picking the wrong guy and sticking with the wrong guy? Um, I kind of think so. It seems like he would have enough uh, juice in the building to decide who he's going to have as his coordinator. Now they could be different than some places. I mean, they're, they're a, organization that's had three head coaches in 50 years so uh, they may be a little bit slower to maneuver around things like that especially with the coaching staff that could be somewhat of an organizational thing but you got to believe with Mike Tomlin's success never having a losing record you know Super Bowl winner that he could have who he wants coordinating the offense this is Mike Sando who covers the NFL for The Athletic with us here. Follow him on Twitter, at SandoNFL. He's also the co-host of the Football GM podcast. Uh, here where I'm sitting in New York, Mike, we've had uh, a lot of Zach Wilson conversations. And normally after a game and during a week, Robert Sala is very um, immediately backs Zach, and he's our guy, and he's showing progress. And then yesterday we got, um, yeah, maybe we'll make a change. Got to watch the film. Zach didn't really get worse yesterday. His play didn't change. So what changed, though, do you think in terms of the coach's mind that finally he's opening the door to making a move? Well, yeah, losing the game definitively, right? I mean, it's hard to hide behind that. We saw already in the last couple weeks he pled the fifth, you know, in kind of a conversational interview on a radio show. It almost felt like it wasn't his choice, Mike, right? When he said that, it was like he was like, I can't, I'm not making the call, so I can't answer these questions anymore. Well, I do think there is an organizational element to a quarterback that's drafted second overall and what you're going to do. And then there's also the secondary issue of they don't have Steve Young as the backup, right? So, you know, they sort of made their bed with this. And I don't think they're very excited to go to the next guy uh, either. And so that's a huge part of the equation. I think if they had somebody that looked – say if Mike White was still there, he'd be playing. Yeah, and, and to me, that's the thing. I understood at the beginning wanting to see what maybe Zach Wilson was, but the fact that they went forever and only added Trevor Simeon to that room, that to me is really where the blame goes. And the, and the thing that they definitely did incorrectly was not finding a better backup plan. Yes, I have been a little more forgiving of that than most because I felt like, okay, we're getting Aaron Rodgers. Yes, there's a little bit of an elevated injury risk. But you were thinking more along the lines of he could be banged up like his thumb or something. I was not thinking that he'd play four plays. Right. So I thought there might be a need for the backup to play at, you know, 
four or five games at most if you had to, and I felt like they could do that with their defense. With Zach Wilson, it was worth, hey, you know, he's been in a bad situation. Let's put him behind Rodgers, and I think that could have helped him. But it was the absolute worst-case scenario for them that Rodgers would only last four plays. I mean, that, that was just not part of the calculus. Oh, yeah, and I, I'm thinking more along the lines of in-season after Aaron's hurt oh, yeah. that they didn't, yeah. you know, and, you know, Josh Dobbs' name comes up all the time, but finding somebody like that that would have yeah. been a more significant upgrade than Trevor yeah. Simeon or Tim Boyle behind yeah. Zach. And so, yeah, and sometimes you make a mistake as an organization when you're just when you're trying not to undermine somebody on the team, right? You always yeah. have to do what's best for your organization and be honest about it. And the honest truth was, hey, we like Zach Wilson. We have hopes for him. But we can't just bet bet everything on it, right? We've got to do everything we can. Shoot, he could get hurt, or he might not play great. We got to have another option. Uh, let's talk about some good quarterback play here for just a second. Now, C.J. Stroud did throw three interceptions yesterday, but the Texans and him survive. They win. They keep going. They were touchdown passes. He and Tank Dell are amazing together. Put into perspective, if you can, for us, just how good a rookie season C.J. Stroud's having in Houston right now. It's awesome. I mean, so they've, they want, that team won 11 games over the last three years combined. I really do. I put him on a short list with Matt Ryan, Andrew Luck, and Dak Prescott. And the way that I did this, and I wrote this in my column this morning on the Athletic the Pick 6 column, I just narrowed down the list this way. Stroud's one of 35 guys to start the first 10 games of his career. Boom. 35, right? Nine of them had a winning record through 10 games. Okay? He Stroud's on that. Seven of them through their first 10 games, won more games as a team than they won the whole previous year. Okay, Stroud's on that list. Four of them, though, did that while having a top 10 offense. And I think that's the big dividing line. There's lots of ways to win with a rookie quarterback. They usually don't include the rookie quarterback being a top 5 or top 10 quarterback in the league, right? Usually you're stacked. You'd think you'd be stacked on defense. We're running the ball, a little smoke and mirrors. This quarterback, Stroud, is really productively statistically a top five to top five quarterback in the league so i just think it's remarkable what he's been able to do and caught everybody off guard and and if you'd asked me before the season i would have said i like stroud he would have been the quarterback i took first and i said he was going to struggle because if you looked out of the gates their schedule of defenses was difficult you look at their organization they had a first year head coach a first time offensive coordinator all the recipe Everything was there for him to show some flashes but really have a tough year. I think you just have to really appreciate what they've been able to do and what he's been able to do. If you have to pick one out of that South, is it them or is it the Jaguars? Uh, It's probably still the Jaguars. Uh, It's still probably the Jaguars, yeah. And I think Andy's going to be competitive in it too. The flip side of the rookie quarterback conversation is Bryce Young in Carolina. What's your feeling how good he actually is and how much he's being uh, screwed, to say it nicely, by the rest of the Panthers around him? Uh, Yeah, I do think that he had the big question marks coming in with his size that made him a greater risk. And then, you know, I thought they would be better as a team, probably, uh, defensively. You know, offensively, now you look at the weaponry and you go, God, what were they thinking? Adam Thielen's the best uh, guy that they, they've got, but I don't remember everybody before the season saying they were going to be the wor- one of the worst offenses ever. So it's been, I think, a letdown of somewhat a combination of things. Yes, the weaponry is one of them. 
Uh, Bryce Young probably hasn't played as well as they've hoped. And then I do think that Frank Reich has an offense that probably puts a little bit more on the quarterback, whereas I think in Houston, C.J. Stroud's in more of a Shanahan-type offense. I think they've been able to you know, run the ball off quite a bit on early downs, early in the games, give him a little bit probably uh, of a better head start in that, whereas I feel like Bryce Young's been kind of more in a sink-or-swim situation and is probably a quarterback anyway just by his size. Who needs more around him? Mike, last thing, can't ask for more than Eagles-Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Um, This Chiefs defense has been pretty impressive so far. Does it stay impressive tonight, or Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown too much for them? I think it stays impressive. You know, I I do give the the Chiefs the edge of being at home. I know both teams are off a bye, but I like Philly off a bye even more than I like. I mean, I like Kansas City, Andy Reid off a bye even more than I like Philly. Uh, And that defense has been outstanding. I think it's a great game for them. Um, and I think I predicted maybe something along the lines of a 24-20, you know, 27-23. The big variable to me is can Kansas City get their explosive pass offense going, and we haven't seen it. Patrick Mahomes has made, Patrick Mahomes has made promises, mm-hmm. so you trust him, but they just haven't been able to get that going, and Travis Kelsey's half his explosive catch rate for his career this year. He's career low uh, yards per catch, so a little bit of a concern there, but their defense has been so good it hasn't mattered. Mike, this was fun. Thanks for the info. We appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you again soon, I'm sure. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.